Hey guys, welcome back to the 429 Podcast. I'm two. I'm nine. And I'm four. And this is another episode of TechCast. TechCast episode 17, TechCast guys. TechCast Friday, let's go. Yeah, let's we're go. Into a, we're into another TechCast. There's a lot of great stories I have. And, um, let, you know, without further ado, let's just get started. But before we get started real quick, just make sure you drop us a like, follow us on all of our social media platforms on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, and Twitter. And check us out on our website, the429podcast.com, where you can definitely find this podcast as well as all of our other Absolutely. podcasts to listen to. Where can they check us out uh, to? The429podcast.com. Hmm. Got it. All right. And now let's get started. Nine. Let's start with a story that's going to be very close to your heart, right? Because as we all heart. know, your favorite <laughs> holiday your favorite holiday is coming up. And uh, you're you're a sucker for deals. Ash Wednesday? Right? Yeah, Ash right? Wednesday. I love Ash Wednesday. Black Friday is Nine's favorite holiday. He celebrates yeah, it, it more than any other holiday in the world. And this deal uh, came out earlier this week. And it's that the OnePlus wireless earbuds, which retail for $89. Yeah, yeah. Right? Were on sale for only $1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Earlier this week. I knew Just this deal. $1. I missed the deal. What the heck? As a master that, of deals, I knew about this deal. Did you get a pair? And that. No. Well, mm. this is the interesting part. There's controversy surrounding this, which is why it's on TechCast this week. It turns out, right, that. The second the website went live at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for the sale to start, the website crashed. And when the website came back online at 11.01 a.m., all of it was sold out. (laughs) And not a single person on any social media platform is actually saying that they received a pair. So a lot of people are thinking it's just a hoax that OnePlus pulled. Now, we don't know what the exact truth is because there's also rumors going around that OnePlus actually just credited a bunch of people a coupon to get the earbuds for a dollar. But uh, I Where's don't know. Where's my coupon? What the hell, OnePlus? Well, you need a OnePlus account for it, and I don't know if you have a OnePlus account. Oh, what? That's screwed up. Yeah. That's towards me, who does not have a OnePlus account. So it was an interesting, it was an interesting one, and uh, it's to be determined what happens, but uh, they say there will have another another drop coming soon right and so they better we'll see they what better. happens make it only for me though only for you only for me i'll i'll i'll, I'll promise i'll hand it out i promise Thank and you, what's promise. crazy is that this this drop happened four times right so there was a drop every hour for four hours and oh, no one got a pair wait so, really yeah yeah I, mean, I didn't know about that i thought it was just the initial drop no so there was one for every four hours and so that's actually oh, very wow. interesting to see that uh and no one got a pair and uh, like not one person wow and the website crashed every single time or just the first time (laughs) every single time i don't know maybe it did right maybe someone was testing some code in production but uh looks (laughs) like that's what happened here (laughs) just keeps crashing left and right but let's keep going right next one this is a person uh, what happened more deals no more deals but this is a person i admire greatly and uh, you guys might admire him as much as i do but i definitely admire him black friday man work in the computers uh, work in the computer sphere mr bill gates is back in the news okay bill gates came back saying that in-person meetings aren't the gold standard anymore and that 50 percent of all business travel will go away post pandemic what are your guys' guys thoughts on that so is he saying out-person meetings are the gold standards now yeah, so he's saying basically these Zoom and these video call platforms are actually not meant to go anywhere. And there's actually a lot of debate going around in circles in the business community of whether or not he's right or not. But what do you guys think? I think he's probably uh, exactly right. I, I think, think he's, he's right. exactly I, right. I love Bill Gates. 
I mean, it's a uh, heart of gold and uh, a fountain of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's totally on the nose, and he's been on the nose. Granted, he's been wrong before, but he's been on the nose, I think, for the for his recent predictions, especially with the uh, the trends for tech companies during the whole pandemic. He was one of the first to say that that uh, economically, these companies are going to do well. Everybody else is going to have a staggering downfall mm-hmm. due to the shift in our uh, like infrastructure and all that. But he really, even though a lot of people said even the tech companies will have a hard time dealing with the change, he predicted uh, at very early on that these tech companies will adapt and even overcome with record numbers. And it happened. It mm-hmm. really did happen. So I, I totally believe that. I think so too. Interesting. Interesting. I'm in the same boat as you guys, right? And so... Because you, right. you, you think I think you said you like in-person meetings. I, I think you. Still... I love in-person meetings. I am actually a, the biggest fan of in-person meetings. Right. I know it can be a waste of time depending on your organization. Right. Yeah. But I pr- pr- truly love in-person meetings because it's not really about the meeting itself. The meeting itself, the content I could always get online. Right. But the pre-meeting and the post-meeting camaraderie that happens with either your coworkers or your clients or whatever it may be. That's something that I think is just invaluable. You know, that's where the actual deals or connections actually get made, in my opinion. So it's to be seen what actually happens. But I think for most like organizations moving forward, in-person uh, may no longer be an option, right? So my, my prediction, yep. if you want to hear my prediction on this, right? Formal meetings will be out of place. But those casual meetings, you know, coffee shops, yeah. Uh, you know, like, you know, you know, restaurant meetings, you know, realistically, where a lot of the actual big de- dealings are actually made, you know, just casual places, hanging mm-hmm. out will always be in trend and will always still continue on. Interesting. I, you know, it's to be determined and I hope things go back to normal. You know, I'm the one of the biggest proponents for that, but uh, we shall see. But anyway, continuing with you know, the whole technology piece and uh, in-person meetings, right? Oh, we are a tech cast, so. Here we are. Zoom has announced that for Thanksgiving Day, because it loves families, it hey, will Doc? lift its 40-minute time limit for free meetings. So I you heard can about actually it. have. I heard so about You this. can have unlimited Zoom calls on Thanksgiving Day with your family members all across the world just so everyone's safe during the pandemic and that they watch for everyone's times. I'm so and, surprised. Uh, I was surprised about this. And a lot of people, and a lot of people, you know, are really happy about it, right? They said like it's good, cheap marketing. Mm-hmm. The other half of the com- the other half of the community was like, well, why aren't we just using Discord? But um, <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, are they wrong? <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah, they're wrong. Yeah. But um, you know, it's interesting to see, and I'm very happy Zoom is doing this. So it's a great marketing approach, a great approach here. Fun fact for those of you who don't know, if you do go over your 40 minute limit on Zoom calls. They kind of just let it go. They don't really enforce it 90% of the time. That's why I was so confused. I thought, I thought <laughs> there was a limit, to be honest with you. I never thought there was no, a limit. No, they alert you. So they alert you if you go over 40 minutes on a personal account. But um, that's all it really is. It's just in a pop-up that happens and you hit dismiss and you're kind of good to go. I don't think I ever had a f- over a 40-minute Zoom meeting, to be fair, when I think about it. I think most of my meetings, are, any longer meetings have been other platforms or Discord. So That's true. Yeah. But keeping it up, now transitioning over to electric vehicles, which is another interesting topic, right? Okay, okay. DHL, one of the largest transportation companies in the world for international and uh, national shipping within the United States, Mm -hmm. is now deploying eight electric class trucks in Los Angeles for a test run. Ooh, interesting. And so what, what they're saying with just these eight trucks 
it's going to prevent more than 300 metric tons of greenhouse gas emissions from entering the atmosphere. Oh, well, wow. right. Not surprised. Those so that's insane. First of all, that just eight trucks can do that. But another interesting statistic for this is just that, you know, this is really the way moving forward, especially in Los Angeles with other, you know, topics we discussed. You know, we already talked about electric vehicles being like the main proponent for California by 2030. Yeah. And so it looks like companies have taken notice. You know, DHL is deploying this. I know UPS has already had deals in place with uh, Tesla, as well as FedEx has deals in place with Tesla for the truck models that come out in a couple of years. So let's see what happens here. But this is a very interesting step in the um, right direction. So, um, and just a heads up before we even get in deeper in this, you know, typically we talk about like just the regular trucks that are doing this. This isn't your regular truck. This is actually the heaviest truck. It's called a class eight truck, right? Mm -hmm. And so what class eight trucks are, are loads that are greater than 33,000 pounds, oh, man. right? So this is, you're, talking about, you're, you're talking about your big loads, you know, that are going all the way across the United States with these trucks. So what are your guys' thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for the new technology, man. Like, I'm perfectly okay with it all. You know, I always I think, think it's that a brand new industry with with new stuff, and whereas you know I do have concerns about people losing their employment, and I think that those are serious concerns that everyone should kind of take into account. So long as we can, you know, move forward and make things better and improve in a safe way, I'm all for it. I I always think that if if there is, needs to be a change to the electric market, it should be these uh, you know these Frager trucks and stuff like that. Because I I still think commercially wise, consumer wise, we're still a while away from everyone adopting the whole electric car thing. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's just too many people who love, you know, strong muscle cars, gasoline cars. Uh, I'm I'm one of them, um, and that's gonna be there for a while. But if there's any a place that if you really want to make a big impact, and I think needs the innovation is these uh you know these transportation departments, these trucks, these um you know, packaging things, you know, they, they, they drive anywhere. They drive all the time. So it just makes sense from a performance to distance use that to make these electric, like it, it's a small thing. Um, sure. It's a, a heavy upfront cost, but you're, you're the companies themselves are even saving money over time. So sure. it's incentively wise. It makes sense for them. You know, and it just makes sense economically. You do, do got to keep in mind though, right? It's like, I think the biggest holdback with the electric car market right now, especially when you're talking about like shipping trucks like this, is the fact that a lot of the time you can't make it cross country in one of them. Like I want to say that there's certain trips in the country you cannot make in a Tesla right now because there are no charging stations. That well, is I assume, true. I assume these cars are specifically designed for that goal in mind. Like these, I want to assume are your normal, just run of the mill electric, just updated with electric motors. I, I assume these things are. You know, th these things are already heavy. These things are a heavy-duty truck. So, the you know, throwing in large amounts of batteries for a, a large, you know, uh, a large ride like that, I think is already going to be considered. And, I, and I'm sure they have, you know, these guys already have factories all over the, across the, uh, the country. So, I'm sure these guys have also their own charging stations, and they probably just switch between trucks, too. Uh, probably gonna but, be targeted loads so it's mm -hmm. probably gonna be targeting those trucks to go in certain directions where you know that that won't be a concern right because dhl is not getting rid of all their trucks right so yeah. the class seven trucks will still be going to those uh oil based like hard to reach areas but their class eight trucks since you're already restricted on you know where, where you, you can drive a class yeah. eight truck 
they probably already have routes planned, and I think they realize for most of their routes, they should be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. It's going to be a while. Like I said... But yeah, it's definitely going to be a while. It's, it's, it's going to take a while for the industry to catch up to that. But I think it's I think it's a good idea, and we'll see how it goes moving forward. But we have a lot more stories to get through, right? And so I'm counting just off the top of my head. I see here four, eight, nine, ten. We have another 11 stories to get through. Two of them actually big ones. Oh, yeah, so we have a lot to get through, so we'll just keep what going happened? through them, right? A lot of stuff happened this week, right? Mm-hmm. It, really? I, got a re- I got a really uh, good week. I'm really happy. Uh, I, I was too busy looking at deals. Right? Right. Yeah. Now, it's time to, you know, it wouldn't be tech cast if we didn't talk about the big four, right? So let's I start. I Herman let's Miller start... for a second. Dang it, Argo. Me too. I was like, <laughs> Herman Miller, like, we're ready? Wow. Let's talk about, let's talk about the big four, right? We Herman have. Herman Miller, Herman Miller, Herman Miller? Yep. Facebook. Oh, that's the not Solomon Miller. Islands are preparing to ban Facebook from the country. I think it's Solomon Islands, the country, right? Um, something cool. like that. That's and cool. so, you know, people's move, everyone's kind of like, all right, cool. No one really cares. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what's going on, you know, just like Nine's reaction. But, you know, reading deeper into the article, you know, it's kind of an own government self-interest type of move because, you know, oh. we all talked about that. We all know about the fake news scandals and everything that goes on on facebook right no one's uh, no one's blind to that right mm-hmm. it was even pointed out in the new borat movie um but like it's really all about you know these politicians going like hey no facebook is like bad mouthing us let's just ban the platform right so it's a slippery slope what the government's trying to do with this uh situation here but it's gonna be interesting to see facebook reaction now i don't know how many you know like users are on Facebook from the Solomon Islands, I assume it's not that many, but um, you know, it's still a it's still an interesting case to be made here, right? Can anybody say VPN? Yeah, so that's exactly what the comments were also like. Like, so how serious are they? Can't they just use a VPN and go through this? And uh, a lot of people were like, eh, we'll see. So the question, the question: How many people in Solomon Islands actively want to still use Facebook? That's also a valid point, right? So. It's to be seen and to be determined, but uh, interesting. It's an interesting piece here. You know, because unless now they're going getting... completely off the grid, you know, like China and North Korea do with their like insane firewalls, you're never blocking anything. So. Yeah, you're never really blocking it exactly. And I don't think you know they're probably going to go that crazy. I think this is just a move to just make it harder to get on Facebook yep. itself. You know, well, is it? This, I'm reading the article. It's saying that there this action is actually influenced by China. So it could oh, be of course possible. it is. So it's, it could be possible that China's lending some of the technology also to really block it completely. Uh, I doubt. I think China has much bigger fish to fry than worrying about a country accessing Facebook. Well, to be fair, it's not just that the, the, the issue is accessing Facebook, but in a way, you're kind of limit, limiting Americans' influence overseas. Because, you know, as, as much as Facebook is a global platform now, it is still mostly an American kind of media. You know, it kind of still stems from that. And it's kind of the reason why China blocked in the first place. They didn't, they knew they couldn't really control it. And especially that aspect of its origin. So they just blocked it. So I think China kind of like kind of the Cold War with the Iron Curtain, they're kind of just enclosing more uh, countries into them. And, I, and I'm sure they, they like the idea of more people joining their ranks. That's so fair. That. I think it could be that. But Let's keep it going. This is actually one of the big tech stories that came out this week. I'm surprised I'm not even you guys mentioned bigger, it. Bigger than, the tech, bigger than deals? I, I highly doubt it. Well, this is a deal in some sense. Oh, right? oh, oh, hit me. Amazon will now be selling prescription drugs. I knew so, it, man. I knew this was going to happen. 
So they got, they finally got the license to go through. They got everything to go through. Amazon will now be selling prescription drugs. And get this, they will also sell it to you if you do not have insurance. And if you don't have insurance, they sell it to you for actually a bigger discount than if you did have insurance. So in a sense, Amazon's kind of killing the insurance industry for prescription drugs at the same time also. So it's very, very interesting that this is going down. What are your guys' thoughts? Real quick. Well, the first thing I just read, it was that uh, it would have be Costco's deal. And I don't think so. So it's not totally dead. But Costco, yeah, that's true. But Costco, you got to buy a membership. Yeah, but it's worth it. You can also say the same thing with Amazon. Amazon, you have to buy a membership. You got to have Prime, don't you? For this yeah, one? but you get so much more from an Amazon membership. Uh, did you even to Costco? Do you even to Costco? Those pizzas, those churros. That's worth the price of mission. Online. All right, I'll tell you right I now, I think that Big Pharma is too big to let Amazon destroy them, and they benefit too much from insurance for them to really take a hurting from this. So whatever Amazon thinks they're doing, I don't know if it's going to be as big of an impact as these articles make it seem. Doubt. I, I understand your point, and with the lobbying of Big Pharma and everything, of course, that's a valid point, but just a, a statistic I would like to throw out there, right? Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos' net worth in the beginning of 2020 was $103 billion. Mm-hmm. Now, by the now, as of today, right, his net worth is sitting at about $195 billion, right? So he almost doubled his net worth in a year sure. in, a, in a pandemic time because of the moves that Amazon is making. And I think that a move like this in the prescription drug market, even if Amazon gets 1% or 2% of the market, you're going to see Jeff Bezos be worth at least $500 billion. I think Jeff Bezos in our lifetime, right, will become the first trillionaire. I don't like that. Right? That's, an, that's insane to think about. Uh, hard to say. I really I agree with four in this case. I, I, I think it maybe could make a dent, but it really does come down to how popular it is. You know, like, you got to think about it. Like, Amazon is not afraid to reach into new markets, but doesn't mean they're successful. I mean, like, look at their music division. I mean, like, they they make strides into re- breaking into Spotify mm-hmm. and like uh, titles like Stronghold, but like, and now Apple Music. But like, if I told people like to name the top three music streaming, I bet you Amazon Music is not a top three in any. That's line. true, but Amazon is now because they're doing this. Amazon is kind of now the biggest marijuana dealer in the world, right? So like, to lock them up, you can't do it's it's uh, it's. <laughs> It's an interesting one, right? They're going to have to follow a lot of regulations here, but a lot of people are all pointing out that you have the, the biggest drug drug delivery, a drug, I, I guess they're not making drugs, but I guess the drug delivery in the world is going to, is going to be Amazon now, right? Yep. Which is pretty wild. So it should think, be interesting to see. I think Jeff is going to take the uh, drug dealer approach, you know, first one on the house, and then... <laughs> <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you see with the... That's what the free trial. Show. That's the yeah. free trial. <laughs> you get like that 30-day free trial of oxycodone <laughs> coming right to your door. Oh, my God. Uh, I, was just thinking, oh my God. I was just thinking straight up weed. <laughs> A lot of people are actually referring to this Amazon thing. That's an interesting one, right? As Silk Road 2.0, but just a legal version. Oh, God. That's so embarrassing you want, especially when you're trying to not compare yourself to that weed I told dealer. you, I told you. Jeff Bezos is the type of person that he could literally kill me and then ship me in a coffin to my family in less than a day. Right? Like... And make a profit out of it. And make a profit out of it. Exactly. Like, and your family still has Amazon Prime. <laughs> he's that good. And I'm telling you, like... I'm not, I'm not judging that there's a potential mm. success here. There definitely is. But what I'm saying is that, uh, like, I think Forrest said, just because they're re- going into the market, it doesn't mean they instantly won. You know? We've seen before 
um, just pouring money into something doesn't necessarily equal to guaranteed success, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see. It's very interesting, though. If they beat right. Kafka deals, then they, they're game, but we'll see. Another another lawsuit is in the works for another tech company. Google is under another, another, and another, and another, and another lawsuit. Uh, here oh, nice. is this, have a new, this new lawsuit is Android phones are actually mysteriously exchanging 260 megabytes of data a month to Google via cellular data, even mm-hmm. when they're not in use. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, right. off the top of your head, right? And I know where Four's mind's going with this from a security perspective. He goes, bro, they're tracking me. They're doing something. This is wild, right? So we don't know what that data is specifically, but it is uh, pissing a lot of people off because when you have Android phones sending this data, right? In the United States, it's not that big of a deal because most people are on higher-end data plans, right? Yeah. But in countries such as India and China and Africa, right? Well, not Africa's a continent, but not a continent. <laughs> right? And Africa, the whole continent of Africa, right? You have phones and people who have plans with not that much data on it, right? Mm-hmm. So 260 megabytes of data will, could possibly be the, like their data usage for a whole month, right? So like, mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what's going on here. So there's a lot of lawsuit going around about what this data is, how it's being sent, what's actually going on with it. And so it's to be determined what comes out of it, but uh, it's an Interesting one that you comes know, out. Until like recently, I had like two gigs of data every month on my family plan. We had like 10 gigs or something that we split. And like that was it. I had two gigs for myself. Otherwise, you know, I got throttled. That's it. Like that's, and, that's, like, that's, a, that's like an eighth of my data for the month used for what? For nothing? That's like 15%. Maybe. No, no, thank you. It's not for nothing. It's to get your collector data. Come. Yeah, bro. <laughs> data mining is a new trend now. You don't know? But it's let's keep trend. it going. Let's keep it going. Sticking with Google, right? Mm-hmm. This is a big story. Very big story for Google. Google has just announced that they are releasing a new relaunch of Google Pay, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw this. And get this, with Google Pay, not only is it doing, you know, the standard regular taking payments like they do with Venmo and sending payments, right? Or contactless like they do with Apple Pay. Google Pay is also allowing you to open bank accounts through Google with affiliated banks such as Citibank, BBVA, as well as other banks on their platform and set up your own checking and debit accounts and run everything through this one Google Pay app. And they even manage your transactions for you to give you up-to-date information on where your money's going, how it's being used, and you know how you can cut expenses and stuff like that. That's interesting, so, man. Wow. This is like, and it's all in one app, right? And so it's, it's still a work in progress, and 2021 is actually when the bank account part will take place. But... um. What are your guys' thoughts on this? It's pretty, it's pretty insane from a you know a finance and uh, tech company perspective. Is it's, it a? It's nutty. It's nutty. I, like it's rare to find. I guess big tech have integrations like that with tech companies like Google. And and get this, get this, and Nine's gonna like this one. They have a rewards program, mm. and so they have cashback deals with partners including Gap, Levi's, Adidas, and Crocs. Adidas. Mm. Yes. So. It's going to be interesting to see what really comes out of this because this is another one of those major collaborations between tech and finance, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Apple Card, I think, last year or earlier this year, right, with Apple and Goldman Sachs. You have um, this Google Pay system now set up with Google working with Citi as well as other partners. Amazon, I think, recently did a partner with a partnership with JP Morgan on another uh, finance platform as well as they already have a fi- uh, finance um, 
cooperation with their Amazon credit cards that are powered by JP Morgan. So it's interesting to see, you know, how this whole world of tech and finance is uh, collaborating. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 pretty wild. Tech is really these big tech companies are really moving beyond the scope of their traditional um, technologies and really yeah. going into all these different you know areas such as finance, healthcare. We saw with prescription drugs, pharmacy. So I, 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 I think it makes sense. I mean, I would say one department that really needs one industry that really needs like the tech edge. Um, it would be banks and financial stuff. I think for a while, they kind of been, I want to say behind in the tech sphere, but like never up to par with I think what people expected. Only recently, I think they have kind of like upscaled and it makes even more sense that these tech companies want to take it up even to the next level. You and that's know? fair. And I agree with you from a techie perspective, you know, I definitely agree with you. But I think four alluded to this earlier, you know, when we talked about it um, on another podcast or TechCast episode, there's a lot of regulation that comes with this, right? So of course. They just well, need to be careful with how that all plays out. Well, that's I think that's why the partnership mm-hmm. is uh, the the model here. I mean, Google knows that they don't know they don't have the experience of these banks and and uh, you know the way to traverse these regulations uh, carefully. So mm-hmm. what what they're really what I'm what I'm really trying to say is that in 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 scopes of like their mobile mm-hmm. app experience, their website experience, and just the overall experience, the user experience, like the UX, right? Um, Tech has always been forefront of that, right? Because they know the money comes in if people have a good experience, right? Yeah. That's banks, true. Banks has always been more about getting the results, not exactly the journey to those results, right? So the the journey can be kind of muddy, it can be kind of confusing, but it's handled by people who know what what how mm-hmm. it works, so it's not a problem. But then when you have that same kind of framework to, and you're giving it to consumers it's a bad experience. So I think this mm-hmm. is where tech companies really can shine. I mean, it even says that Google's bringing their UX, their tech tech uh, expertise, you know, these are the things that, you know, big financial banks are really falling apart on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got a few more stories to roll through. Um, another bunch of big ones right this week. Sorry to keep, uh, this might end up being 45 minutes of StackCast maybe, what? Right? but let's keep, Let let's keep it going. Show. I'm going to over, I'm going to overshadow, you know, nine StackCast nah. last week. Four is going to like this story. I'm ready for it. Google, Google is rolling out end-to-end encryption for RCS in Android Messages beta. Oh, hell right? yeah. So, brief hey, overview on this. Brief, exactly, right? Brief <laughs> overview on this. Android Messages do not have end-to-end encryption right now. So, Google, as well as any government entity or third-party organization that has access to those messages can actually go and see your messages. They're actually stored in, I think, plain text. Right, so there's no encryption. There might there might be some hashing involved, but easy to break and stuff like that. So nothing really crazy. And so RCS is what the next iteration of SMS is going to be sending text messages and data over the wires, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But RCS will be end-to-end encrypted on Android messages moving forward. And so Google or any other third-party entity besides China and Russia will not be able to see your messages and be able to decrypt them and see anything like that along those realms. So, <laughs> those exceptions, yes, but I'm 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 almost certain I can't be prompt, I can't guarantee you here, but I'm almost certain that only applies to just people within China, people within Russia. But I could be wrong here. Um so yeah, it's a very interesting concept that's being rolled out. And uh, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this because like Nine just pointed out, right? 
isn't it already end-to-end encrypted? So it turns out iMessages on Apple's platform are end-to-end encrypted. Yeah, that's what right? I knew. I knew that for sure. I thought but Google, Android yeah. messages, Android messages are actually not end-to-end encrypted. That's why I made that's why I made the assumption the uh, assumption because you know I knew iMessage was encrypted encrypted. And for WhatsApp a while. is also end-to-end encrypted as well as yeah. other, you Telegram, know, Telegram, Signal, so. Telegram, Signal. And these are like you know it's kind of the norm now. You kind of have to be end-to-end especially with uh, the rise of privacy concerns these days yeah so it's like google where were you at but like after two years they finally got to this stage and so it it's took them two years well i mean they were also doing rcs at the same time right so they were kind of just looping end-to-end encryption inside rcs and that's what kind of what happened yeah. what is rcs rcs is basically the next standard of sms you could think of it as like sms 2.0 ah, i so message for SMS? google basically. Uh, so wait does that mean like like iPhones but, would typically use RCS too. Yep, iPhone. Yeah, iPhones and any other basic cell phone usage can use RCS. So it's not just on Androids, right? It'll be like global, globally but, applied. But but Android will only use their Android messaging app directly for between Android phones. I'm guessing. Well, I just want Correct. Apple to Correct. finally integrate. Like maybe if this happens, they can finally integrate RCS into iMessages, and then there won't be that big gap between my iMessage conversations and people that have freaking Android phones. No, it's not going to happen. Exactly. So that's one of the biggest points Warb just brought up. You know, your messages will actually turn out to be phone agnostic soon, right? Like if you just pointed out, if SMS is deprecated like we presume it to be in the next few years, and RCS takes over on the newer phone models, right? Yeah. Eventually. You know, you're going to be seeing just blue messages sent to your people who have Androids. And it's going to make messaging more effective and more accurate, right? What? So you're so. saying now, if I message someone, I will know right away if they have an Android? Nope. Yes, you won't. Maybe eventually. Right now, obviously, but you how, do, but... I mean, so maybe, I maybe Apple... Them? Maybe Apple makes those... Maybe Apple makes those messages purple. So you, you those... Um, just make sure you're just can still make no fun no of and here's what but you like, do ready you send them some emojis you tell them to screenshot your text messages and send it back to you and then you laugh and then uh, like okay yeah, I like mm-hmm, that I like mm-hmm, that idea mm-hmm. or, or or Apple get on this right you make Apple specific emojis so then if it comes out as a square for them then I know that they don't have a uh, an iPhone so yes or make it purple or make it purple the, actually that did come out in the latest iPhone, iOS update. That actually did come out on the latest iOS 14.2. Perfect. So they're, they're, go they're, check they're, it out. They're ahead of the curve. I knew it. <laughs> but speaking about Apple, right? Now we got some Apple stories coming in the works. Finally. Apple, Apple is reducing Apple is reducing its App Store fees from the 30% down to 15% for users with under 1 million in revenue. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sadly. So... It's interesting. So this is actually a small business move. Um, what's going on here is that, like, I guess with the battle with Epic that they've been having back and forth about the fees and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Apple is really just limiting. Apple is really giving the ability to smaller end developers to actually go in and make more of a cut of their work. They're trying to reduce the number of people pissed off at them. Basically, yeah, yeah that's, that's the best way to put to it. Do. Like, that's all. That's basically all consumer-friendly moves. You just subscribe. But. In another sense, in another sense, let's keep going with Apple news, right? Apple is also paying 130, $113 million settlement fees to the Battery Gate scandal, right? We're they, not done with that? Nope. Well, now we are because now they're settling it. Oh. So Apple is basically going to be paying $113 million in settlement fees for actually putting into practice of intentionally slowing down old iPhones, right? Through updates. And so... Uh, 
That's a lot of that's a lot of uh, money. Yeah, but it's not, not Apple. Apple. <laughs> not the Apple, and also none of it's yeah. going to the consumers. It's going to the lawyers. Yeah. So if you're if you're Apple, you know it's only about maybe not even like it's like it's like fifty a bucks. Dollar. It's like a dollar bucks. fee to be honest. It's with like, you. Hey, it's right? not a dollar. It's fifty bucks. It's fifty bucks. Come on, it's a little bit more. It's not but like on one. That right. On top of that, you know, even for the people who are getting the settlement, right? It's only like fifteen dollars for you. So like, um, if you're super excited for it, go for it. But it's uh, fifteen dollars, and uh, I think I'm just gonna let it pass because I don't feel like providing my social security number to them to get it. So I'll let that yeah. one pass. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was like a few months ago, right? When they they initially offered this the form, and I was like, oh okay, I'll do- oh wait, I need my SS. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I, I they can keep the twenty five, fifteen, whatever. Yeah, I was like, never mind. Yeah. Apple that, probably already has my social security number, but I don't know whose hands those papers will get to, so rather not take the risk. Uh, we'll see. I'm not really a big fan final, of it. Final Apple, final Apple story, then I got three more stories after this, but two of them are super big and actually really interesting. Um, the first views are in for Mac minis with the M1 Apple Silicon chips are actually, not surprisingly, really freaking good. So... <laughs> It's it's actually super compatible. It actually sped up your Mac Minis if you had the old Intel chips by like 200%. And so it's actually insanely fast, insanely cost-effective for Apple to make. And it just really improves their hardware. And it's an interesting one because this is the start of something brand new for Apple in this sense. Well, not brand new. It's kind of a revival of what they did in the past, you know, with the PowerBooks. Yeah. But it's... It's interesting to see, you know, this tech make a comeback for Apple and how it's going to really impact their hardware and technology focus moving forward. Yeah, I, I, it's really exciting. I've seen some of the benchmarks and it's it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. It got me to recommend already two people for the to the Mac MacBook Air, and I have never done that before. Recommend the MacBook Air, but performance wise, it's kind of worth it, buck to buck. It just makes sense. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, no, definitely. I see what you mean. I, for one, can't wait for these go these puppies to go refurbish. I can pick up a copy. I so, am with you on that one. Actually, if I could get it for about a hundred bucks, I'm down. It's uh, pro- it won't be a hundred bucks. Where yeah, I don't know where you're shopping. You're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it, a guy. It's not gonna. Uh, I got with a dumpster. Guy. The dumpster. <laughs> I got a guy. I got he's a talk, guy. He's talking to the dumpster guy again. We told him stop talking <laughs> to him. He won't stop talking to him. He won't give you a MacBook Pro for two twenty bucks. You gotta uh, go to a guy I go to. Where's that from? There's <laughs> <laughs> some stand-up comedian I've seen. What was his name? I can't remember. Was he drunk? He sounded drunk. No, he was, <laughs> he was, just, he was just super Italian, if I remember. Oh, so he was drunk, basically. Yeah, he was. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going, right? Uh, not, uh, four, to answer your question about some, you know, spectrum changes that are going on with the FCC, right? Mm-hmm. The FCC is now opening up more Wi-Fi spectrums to actually be used. So these Wi-Fi spectrums are actually owned by car companies for car transfer, like car licensing and car listening. And um, it's actually uh, just opened up to, it actually just opened up to uh, people all around. So mm-hmm. you can actually go in. There's broader Wi-Fi signals coming in now. Yeah. So pretty soon we're going to have stronger Wi-Fi bands and stronger frequencies That's actually speculating on the spectrum. How, how does this affect cars? Uh, so cars will probably have to get on another sound wave. So B1 
because since they were just so slow in developing it, besides Tesla, um, they're probably going to have to get on another sound wave to actually communicate with each other. So, should have been but they are, they are provisioning a new six gigahertz band, so most likely cars will probably get on that six gigahertz band, six G, and figuring out how to actually make uh, a whole compromise. I thought the six G was for um, was the new the new band they're they're freeing up for us. Well, I guess opening another one. I guess eight. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, two more. All right, the two big stories that are coming up up to play, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is one of the big ones. Human aging process has biologically been reversed for the first time in the world. Hey? Yes. What? Um, you can what now you... actually get younger. What um, do you mean? Li- what do you mean? Li- literally. What do you mean? Like, 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 if I fly from Miami to to New York, like, like time goes backwards. I mean, yeah. you're. I mean, let's say for example, you're 50 years old. You can actually age yourself back probably 25 years and become 25 again, right? So, that seems like a big promise. It is a big promise, right? But scientists in Israel actually found that they could turn back the clock in two key, two key areas of the body that has known to be responsible for the frailty and ill health that comes with growing older. So on your chromosome, you have the ends that are called telomeres, right? Yeah. And as you grow older, they grow shorter. And that's actually basically the main cause of you dying, right? Okay. That's literally the cause of you Me dying. Me getting shorter. I knew it. Right. And so what these scientists in Israel have actually done is developed a, um, I think it was oxygen therapy in pressurized chambers and actually performed that on humans and found that it actually increases your telomeres by as much as 20%, right? Which is the equivalent of about 25 years. What? So they already did it? Yeah. So it's pretty wild. But they'd have to do that to every cell in my body, or at least enough of them, so that way they'd replicate. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, so you would do it. Well, so the, the telomeres, are, the telomeres on your chromosomes, are actually responsible for the cell reduplication. So what would actually happen is, if they do it on the telomeres, which is the root cause of it, it would eventually transfer to all cells of your body. For oh, so, it's an so it's an interesting point to bring up on the longevity. Oh, but man. you know, the article caveats this is this is probably not something you could do tomorrow, right? Why? And that the best well it's not ready yet and the best and the best thing is obviously just don't be obese stop smoking just get some physical activity in and get some of your vitamins in and you should be fine as well nope, no, I, no, guess no. I can do whatever I want now they're gonna age me backwards thank you I'm gonna jump off a roof well I could just age backwards right the time goes just backwards a, just, a, just advice the trial was included 35 healthy independent adults who are age 64 and older that they so performed this on. So you're right? saying if I'm a 20 year old uh, uh, unhealthy person, uh, it's the same thing. Got it. Pretty much. And um, finally, so, you know, how, how, wait, I have one important question. Yes. What if you're 25 and you go back 25, or 24 and you go back 25? What happens? There's probably gonna be an age limit for this. <laughs> like, you didn't say that. You didn't say that. I'm going. I'm gonna be a baby again. <laughs> yeah, but you're telling and me that... probably don't. They probably don't go back far enough. Like. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not just going to be a child. You're still an adult. It just means that your cells are healthier. And they <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want to go in there and come out as a chamber. <laughs> well, we don't know what the whole process looks like yet. There could be horrible side effects if you do that. So just be careful. Um, but being a baby is cool. Finally, the last story I have, right? And, you know, it's something to bring up just because of the times we're in, the pandemic uh, we're in. COVID vaccines have actually been 
announced and have oh, been yeah. announced as effective. Right? So we have... There they are. We, have we don't need this anymore. We can just age we, backwards. We have the... We have the, <laughs> <laughs> we have the Pfizer vaccine, which is showing a 95% effective rate. We have Moderna, who also came out with a vaccine that's showing a 90% effective rate. And these vaccines are actually And then we production. have the anti-Asian thing that has 100% effective rate. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, have... one more question on this anti-Aging thing. Uh, what if I'm like, what if I'm like, what if I'm like 18? Can they increase the length of my telomeres by like three years? Probably, so yeah. So you can't drink anymore. No, so I'm saying increase the length of my telomeres if I was 18. No, you no, if you increase that, it, that makes you, you go back three years. No, yeah, increase got, the, I'm sorry, yeah, decrease yeah. the length of my, tel yeah, see, of my telomeres by three wrong, years. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. You can, but it's probably going to be more, they're not going to get that accurate for three years. You're probably going to get like 25 years cut off your lifespan, but hey. Like... <laughs> In one minute, you're 16, you become 35. <laughs> oh, man. It's like that Disney movie where like 13 to 13. 13 to 30? Just you're like, like that. Horrible. You're, you're like 11, all of a sudden you get aged and like you got a beard now like the next day. <laughs> but you have none of the wisdom, so it's <laughs> oh, Excuse me, uh, anyway. can, I get, can I have that juice box over there? <laughs> but anyway, COVID vaccines are out, right? This is the final story I want to end TechCast with, but COVID vaccines are out, right? We should be seeing distribution at least within Europe and the Americas pretty soon. Right, with obviously high um, high risk individuals getting it first, Dang it. and so it should be pretty it should be pretty exciting to see, you know, hopefully this pandemic come to an end. There are still estimates that the pandemic may still go on till at least a decent amount of next year, but it's definitely a step in the right direction that we have something that you know we have a we have a ray of hope coming Listen, out now. You this know? to me is the best news I think that we could ever have had. Probably maybe not. Better than anti okay, because Just just think about this. Just think know, about man. think about the think about the feat that this is. This is the first time ever in human history that we will literally annihilate a natural disaster, right? Because that's what I'll consider a pandemic is a natural disaster. We will annihilate it by ourselves. Humankind will annihilate a pandemic. Like that, just in itself, is spectacular. It's the first time humans have ever done something like this. So, well, you, let's be well, let's be real. Humankind was probably the one that created this pandemic too. Wait, right? let's so. see, probably it was the one that created. We and like we created it. And I, and, and I will say, I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, what about like polio and blah 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 blah. But like you know, this is just on a completely different scale. You're talking polio, about literally in the middle, literally in the middle exactly. of a pandemic. We're going to end it. Polio with, is a level with, two with, with technology. Level so that's spectacular. It's a DEFCON five, right? Also, anyway, for, guys, also for you gotta remember, right? You talk. You forgot about the. Uh, we forgot uh, hum mankind's biggest enemy, time. Yep. Aging. And, and, <laughs> and we already just beat that. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's the biggest. All right. Anyway, guys, this has been TechCast. Hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next week. Take see you later, guys. guys. Bye.